nowadays, in this, this side of history, it's, it's uh, like never before, our, our attention is, is uh, uh, I, I guess I can say attacked, or there's a, a, a desire for your attention. There's a, a desire for your face. There's a desire for your desires. There's a desire for um, your will, even. Where you, you, your eyeballs are literally currency now. There's, there's, there's a want for your, your attention. And we must always recognize that. That, that, that even without me deliberately you know, doing it, I can set my gaze on other things. But one of the uh, 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 necessary things for a believer, um, um, and well, let's just say, you know, like all creation, <laughs> what is necessary is to always set our gaze to the source, is to always make sure that um, nothing else gathers or um, um, demands our attention more than him. Because once that happens, my heart simply just slightly shifts from here to something else. But what brings back into alignment every time where our affection should be, where our attention should be, where, where our desire should be, is when you just stop, you pause. And we, you do what we say. You lay everything at his feet and you say, God, I'm prioritizing you right now, in this moment, right now. God, I'm making you the most important. I understand the fighters that I gotta fight, and the demands of my time, and the demands from children, the demands from jobs, the demands from this, this side, the, uh, that side, all of these sides. But when you do that every time, bam, it brings you back into alignment. And then things that seemingly were big in, in your world, it starts to shrink. It starts to become small. Because the Bible says, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is, that he is what? Your answer. He is what? Your healer. He is what? Provider. He, he is. Like he told Moses, I am that I am. And that's how you just start fresh every single day. Because it's not limited to what we do here. Preferably, you're taking what you see being done here, and you do it. Not just at home, but wherever you are. At any given moment, you can just turn that switch and say, God, I acknowledge you right here, right now, in this moment. Oh, it is so powerful and so necessary. Man, it is a uh, beautiful month. Uh, yes, it's the beginning of the uh, Jewish uh, uh, New Year, but also we've been teaching on the presence of God. Has anybody been receiving from God yes. these past few weeks? Anybody experiencing God in a different way? Yes. In a different way? Because my parents, God, do something different. You don't have to do what you did before because you always outdid yourself. I just thank you, God, for your fresh bread, your daily bread today for me. Whatever that is. Because if it's from you, it's all good, as the apostle says. If it's from God, it's all good. Look at somebody and say, if it's from God, it's all good. But you have to say it with the draw now. It's all good. All good. Glory to the name of the Lord. Uh, the, uh, uh, um, this morning, we just want to encourage you. 
Um, and we also want to make you aware of, of the necessity of his presence in your life. How necessary it is to cultivate a relationship with him by which there's closeness so much so that you make your habitation his. Like you live with him. This morning, we want to deal with abiding in his presence. Abiding in his presence. Abiding in his presence. Write this down. Here's a great you know, um, um, principle to apply for your life. Slow down to speed up. Slow down to speed up. Slow down to speed up. And has anybody ever rode in a plane before? Yes. An airplane? Yes. When you're out on the runway and you're taking off and running, everything to the left and to the right of you seems like it's moving so fast, moving so fast. But then as you get higher and higher and higher, everything to the left and the right of you looks like it's moving so slow. But you are going 350, 400 miles an hour, some cases faster. Why does everything seem like it's moving so slow? It's because the higher you go, the higher you go, the slower things get. In terms of your ability to understand. Because that's one of the benefits of the very presence of God. It, 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 he clears your mind. But then you start to see things that, apart from his presence, they were moving so fast. They were causing anxiousness. They were causing all kind of just, just you know, uh, uh, busyness within your soul. And, and, and just, you know, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, and, and, and stuff going on and all that. He says, slow down with me to speed up. Because he brings such a focus to your life. Brings such a focus to your thinking. That it really sets you up to be launched into your day. Sets you up to be launched into your week, into your month, into your year. Abiding literally in his presence. Now there are set times. And then there's a lifestyle. Everybody say set times. Set times. And then lifestyle. Now, just real quickly, let's look at what abide is. Um, it simply means to remain, to, to, to dwell and lodge. That's the English definition, to remain, to dwell, to lodge, to take up residence and, and um, camp out there, as Pastor Walt would say, camp out. It also means the same thing in the Greek and Hebrew, to dwell, to remain, to dwell and to remain. dropped on me and I started writing. Um, it doesn't happen too often. Uh, but, but when it does, I'm like, okay, God, this is you speaking to me. 
This is you speaking in. Last week, we mentioned at the closing or tail end of the service that as we're teaching on this presence, it's not just a teaching, but it's rather an invitation. It's him literally inviting you to come. Inviting you to come closer. Inviting you to come higher. Inviting you to come into where he is. It's an invitation. In other words, it's not a forcing. He said, hey, will you come and see? Will you come and experience? If, if you can only come to this gathering, this party. Has anybody ever received the invitation? Where you actually are so glad you got the invitation? Yeah. Where you're like, I can't wait. And you actually, the next day, go out and buy your outfit. And you start thinking about what you're going to do and all of that stuff. It's, it's, it's that kind of invitation. Because every time we are in the presence of God, deposits are made. And, and exchange is made every time. Ask me how I know. Because I've come to about a grace with my heart set on getting some Z's, because we already wake up early anyway, getting some Z's on, on a, a, a pew, I guess chairs, when the word would go forth, okay? When I was younger, but we, we were always at church. But one thing about about the grace was we would always teach and demonstrate that, hey, if you don't know anything else, you will know the worship God. If, if, if you gain something from this ministry and this assembly, that you will know how to come to God. How to, how to submit to God. How to invite His presence. How to worship God. And in the midst of those atmospheres, deposits were being made. I didn't know that. How, how did I know that? Because years later, God wanted to make a demand of those, those deposits. There's always something being poured out in the presence of God. Why? Because He's too good not to pour anything out. See, when your kids come to you and they want something, what you gonna do? And let's say infants, okay? Let's say infants. You, they, they, they want something like you want to give. Like you want to make sure they're fed. You want to make sure their stomachs are full. You want to make sure they have everything that they need. When we come to him, we come to him as God, our Father. Yes, yes. We must understand that. So I'll, I'll set you up to say this. So this is what I received. And it was like a download. So I wrote these out and, and, and I broke them up. But, but it is so, so the heart of God for right now. It is so the very heart of God. Because if your attitude towards him is the correct attitude, oh my goodness, God will invade your life. Like you will receive like you've never received before. Because there, there may be something in that at once may be thought these, you know, a, a certain kind of way about this. But God wants to remind you and let you know and say, hey, this is my attitude towards you. So he, he simply says, fear not. The first thing I heard was fear not. Was fear not. Fear not. What did the angel say to Mary when he appeared? He said, fear not. Yeah. Fear not. Fear not. He said, fear not. He said, don't be afraid of me. He said, I don't, I, I don't want you to approach me with fear. He said, I don't even want, and this is the kind of fear that's afraid that he's going to cause harm. Fear. He said, fear, fear not. God's attitude towards us is not of one. It's not one of disdain and restlessness. 
It's not of impatience, and he's not tired of us. I'm writing this down as a man, okay? Well, typing it, you know, because I like to type, so. <laughs> he's not waiting for you to mess up so he can bring judgment upon you. This is the kind of imitation. Because when we think in our human thinking that God had God remembered what I did last night or two weeks ago or whatever, and, and, and when I see him, that he gonna pull my card and give on me. He said, listen, now waiting for you to mess up so we can bring judgment upon you. He says, I don't want my creation, my children, the people who I kneeled down to see about and gave my life for to be afraid of me. How, how would you feel as a parent that every time your child saw you, they ran in terror? Or they were so shut down, they didn't want to just be with you. They didn't want to open up and share. How would you feel as a parent? God is saying, listen, if you only knew where my heart is towards you, you would be running to my presence. You would be uh, eagerly waiting patiently to sit with me. Eagerly. He wants us to know that he does not deal with us with a heavy hand. He wants us to know that he's gentle and kind and full of mercy. This is what he wants you to know. And even as I was going, there were scriptures that was backing what he was saying. Uh, uh, Psalm 144, 8 through 9. Uh, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. He has judgment on all he has made. He has a naughty list on all he has made. He has compassion on all he has made. He is God all-powerful. Yes, he can do whatever he wants, whatever he wants. But I thank God that he is love. The Bible says he is love. And that scripture says rich in love. Psalm 145 and 8. I think I just read that one. Nehemiah 9 and 17. This is in accordance to the children of Israel. I want you to, God wants you to get this picture, okay? We understand the children of Israel. You know, they were good one day, not good the next, you know, kind of hard-headed as we would call a child, you know. Um, but but um, it said, 9 verse 17, they refused to obey. Neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst among them, but hearken the next. And in their rebellion, appointed a captain to return to their bondage. But the, thou art a God, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and forsook them not. Where he is that kind of loving father, this is the invitation that he's wanting you to come to compassion, to come to mercy, to come to kindness. Not come to a heavy hand. Not come to judgment. Not come to, I see what you did. Not come to, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm keeping score. He said, I'm, 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 that's not the kind of invitation I want. Because the Bible says that his presence is fullness of joy. He wants you to come to a joyful place, a joyful experience. He wants you to gain and not lose this kind of invitation. That should all make you say, Woo, God, where's the celebration at? Where is the, we're going to go to the house. That's why the psalmist said, I was glad when he said, let's go. Because he had some kind.
about the very heart and nature and character of this God. He said, let's go. Let's go. Come on, God. But David, don't you you messed up last week at all? That's not my God. That's not, yeah. so that's not the That's not the God who fights for me. That's right. You can say whatever you want about whatever God you talk about. He says, I want to lift you up. I want to lift you up to safety. 
I want to lift you up to a place of perfect peace. This is God giving a word of the Lord through me to you. This is what he said. Because when we leave here, you should have a whole different revelation to say, man, I can't wait to hang out with God. As a matter of fact, it's not just the same time. I hang out with him all the time. Every day. See, nowadays, you'll see, like never before, headphones in the ears. Headphones in the ears, right? Whether over the ear or in the ear, headphones in the ears. Always listening to something, music or podcast, watching a video or whatever. Young people, old people, it's not age. Everybody got headphones. Everybody got something in the ears. See, when you abide in him, that's what it looks like. You, you always have him in your ear. Wherever you go. He's always in your Just as simple and easy as it is for you to pick that phone up and be like this. It is so simple. To now tune your frequency to him. That's right. Amen. And he doesn't just speak to you because if you have the right posture here, he said, I will inhabit your praises. But God, I didn't say anything. It's not limited to the volume of your voice. Because you can praise from your heart. Because praise starts in the heart. Worship starts in the heart. And then it just simply manifests on the outside. That's what I always say. That's why I don't want to lift my hands and say something just because that's what we do in a religious setting. But because I've already thought about it enough and, and, and filled my heart with, with, with him so much so that I got to say something. I got to open up my mouth. Because it is not a you know, pressing you down kind of invitation. Because when we come into the presence of the Lord, whatever you got, he'll say, come on, stand up. Oh, oh, wipe it all off. Because when we were younger, when we would do something bad or whatever, or mess up, and you know, dad would be quick and say, get up. Dry off, go back outside. He'd come inside, we do something bad or whatever, you know, you know, we get in trouble. And then he'd say, go back outside and play. He's looking for you to be joyful all the time. He said, come on. Let's enjoy. I mean, that's what the song of song is all about. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. <laughs> and we turn up like, like, you don't really take all that. If you only knew yeah. what this kind of invitation is. We're not talking about any other invitation, but this is the ultimate invitation. Hallelujah. Yeah. And then there was more. He said, look. Psalm 86 and 5. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon him. This is the kind of invitation that whatever you are, it does not matter. If you make a decision to call upon him, he said, I'm ready to forgive you. I'm not just going to forgive you. I'm not thinking about it. He said, I'm ready. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Come on. Come on to me. I'm ready to forgive you. I know your head is hung low. I know you're feeling some kind of way. The, 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 the cares of this life cause you to kind of turn your attention to other things. He said, don't worry about that. I'm ready to forgive you. Run to me. See what I have for you. This is the invitation. He said, my will is that you fear Recognize who I am. Me, not fear me. He said, my will is that you fear me, not fear me. 
We learned on Wednesday that we need to recognize it. That's an outward expression of fear. You're referencing your honor. We're recognizing it. He says, the mother is that you fear, you're not fearing. He says, I want to hear my children, my people, my creation, to look at me as a tyrant. To look at me as one who is ready to condemn. He said, no, no, that's not me. He said, I'm ready to forgive. I'm ready to release you into who you're supposed to be. I'm ready for you to be filled up. Because every time we come to him, whatever's lacking, show enough, we'll get filled. And I say it like that on purpose. Show enough, we'll get filled. Amen. <laughs> he said, I invite you to set your gaze in my direction. And you will find who I really am. Don't believe the lie that you can live this life without me. Because all came from God. Come on. Let's not believe that lie. Right. But God, you, you are my source. You're not just provider, but you are my source. God, you are my source. God, give me an attitude of understanding of revelation that God, you are my source. That if I stay living, dwelling, abiding with you, I have everything that I need. That's why someone said, teach me your ways. He says, I know what is able to overtake you without my word and presence as your defense. This is why he says, he's extending the invitation because he understands what's ahead. He, he understands what's behind your attention. He's, he, he understands what's trying to influence your decisions. And he understands, apart from him, we cannot operate in victory in this life. So he says, I'm extending an invitation of victory, of victorious living. I'm extending the invitation for you to come and find out who I really am. Thereby, you will find out who you really are. He said, my will for you is stillness. A peace that passes all understanding. Quiet trust that is fixed. Undisturbed compulsion. Which means whatever is, is going on internally, externally, turmoil, all kinds of whatever is going on. He says, come to me because I'm going to cry all of that. I'm going to put a pause on all of that. That out of his presence you will have such confidence in not your ability, but in who he is. But it can't come any other way except by way of his presence. It's only experiential. Like, words really don't do injustice what it's like to accept the invitation and abide. Yeah. John 15 simply reads, every branch in me, Jesus speaking, that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he proves that it may bear more fruit. You already, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. He said, abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine.
You can do nothing. Right. And then I got a vision, well, you know, just flash of um, an example. I said, God, what is about? What is about? There's a lot of definitions for it, but one one of the definitions for body is actually to wear through by rubbing, yes. to rub. Yes. So, in other words, it's not just like where you're like you know sleeping and living. But it's a Greek definition. It's, it's diatribable to wear through by rubbing. So I said, oh, so what's that look like? I have a bottle of lotion. Bless the Lord. So here's what it looks like to not abide, okay? Right. Yes. God, I'm 
but nobody can help me. I'm just my hands and say, God. Because the first thing Job did after the enemy struck him, Bible says he fell down and worshiped. Because he understood where real release can come from. He, 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 he understood where real saving power came from. All the money he had, prestige and all of that, I couldn't save him in that moment. He said, there's only one who can give me relief right now. He said, I got to go down. So clearly this man had been abiding. So much so that the Bible says he did not curse God and die as his wife wanted him to do. Because he said, I know my God. Yeah. Yeah. See, he says, when I'm in you and you are in me, you won't blame me for the things that happen to you. Yes. He said, you will run to me because I am a savior. Yeah. I feel that which is lacking. Like, it's too late. I like, shame on me if I blame God for anything because I've, I've seen testimonies of the goodness of God. God is too good. Because God does not use contradiction to bring men to repentance. He uses goodness. Right. someone to cause them to come into Christ. No, 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 no. God, help me to be good. To be about good works. That your grace abound towards me unto good works. So that they will see your goodness and turn to you. And not even consider what you're capable of. Because God is capable of anything. But he said, I want you to entertain my wrath. He said, listen, I have emotions just like you. Got laughs, got cries, got the same. Yeah. But he said, listen, no, no, no. That's not for you. That ain't is for the powers of darkness. I draw my sword to fight on your behalf. That's what my hand arises up. On your behalf. Where, hey, is my child in distress? I'm coming for you. Because Satan is like, how can you sit you as me? Yes, right. He said, but I'm going to kick him in his teeth. Amen. On your behalf. Thank you, Lord. He said, but run to me. Yes. But not just run. He said, I want you to abide. Yes. He said, I want you to make there. I want you to stay there. I want you to hang out. Mm -hmm. Not just at a set time for an hour, but all throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Where we walk together. We walk together. We make decisions together. Here's another example of a Bible. After I got married, everything changed. Which means, the first person that comes to mind when I make a decision, because Proverbs talks about considering. See, uh, considering is a sign of maturity. Where, if we hadn't made a choice to abide, then the first thought that comes to mind would be my self-interest. But if something happens in my life, the first thought is, I need to share this with my wife, because we have a abide so much so that we become one. That when she thinks about something, or, or something about to happen to her life, she shares that with me. She doesn't just go off and do her own thing and just leave me behind. He said, but there's a what, what took place was a fusing together, was an abiding that even if I can, I can do whatever I want to do, but I can't deny what took place. Right. That's why 
God says, look, I'm married to the backslider. Because you were hot for me. But you know what? You probably got cold. But he says, I, I, I don't forget the height of the relationship. Because you've received something. Something went in that, that cannot be wiped away. It cannot be taken away. Which is why he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Because an exchange took place. He said, I'm a part of you. You're a part of me. So he extends an invitation. It says, do you get more of me? Do you get more of me in your thinking? More of me in your financial decisions. More of me in your parental decisions. More of me in your work life. More of me, more of me. Allow me to abide in every area of your life. And you in turn abide in me in every area of your life. Guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to As Jesus said, you, you don't bear much fruit. See, one of the fruits of abiding is rest and restoration. Yes. Yes. Rest and restoration. Every time. See, my soul needs rest, God. Yes. Tired. Stuff just keep happening. God says, come hang out with me. Yep. He said, get, get back to abiding. Not, not, not just quota hitting pockets of time. He said, get back to abiding. And then for some people, start abiding. He, 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 he says, look, if you make a decision, if you never abided, meaning never made in your word and in your needs, mean number one top priority. He said, I invite you to do that. Amen. Not, not just lip service, but he said heart. He said heart. Because I always say it. My wife knows that I'm just saying stuff out of my mouth. She don't mean to her. If I'm just saying it, she said, you don't really believe that. <laughs> she knows the heart. When you provide, God knows your heart. Yes. Yes. And your aim is to God want to know your heart. God want to know your heart. Things happen in this life that we can't explain because he knows what we don't know. But though things happen that will not change, God, my relationship with you, my attitude towards you, that is God's heart right now. He's saying, listen, don't be fooled by the headlines. Don't be fooled by those who are trying to discredit who God is and the gospel, those who are leaving the faith, those who are trying to uh, 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 accuse the brethren, he said, don't buy into those lies. Because he said, though they that know their God shall be strong. He said, my sheep know my voice. It did not say my sheep know my word. The only way you can know his voice, there has to be an abiding. So that, okay, I, God, I know what you said. God, I know what you said. God, I understand your heart here. He said, my sheep know my voice. When you abide, his strength is made strong. When you abide, his strength is made strong. That's why 
When we get up from worship, you feel it lighter. You feel it like you can run through a wall right there, right? Yes. Hey, I don't know what got into me. Like thinking that, you know, answers can't, that there are no answers. I don't know what got into me thinking that, you know, God, this is a big one. I don't know if you can come. I don't know what got into me. See, we, we create an atmosphere to clear out all of that stuff. Where you start believing God, like, yeah, God, yes, you can do it. He said, I know. He said, because I have a party. God doesn't hold funerals. God holds parties, celebrations of life. Literally, when you accept the invitation, you're not coming in with black hole. God, God, what you got black hole for? It's time to celebrate. Put some white on. Come on, let's go. This is the heart of God. I'm like, God, seriously? I said, yeah. And then he reminded me some years ago. He said, God, he said, hey, remember that I speak to you through your prayers. Speak to you through your prayers. He spoke that to me some years ago. And I said, oh, right. That makes sense, God. He said, I know. He said, I inhabit the praise of my people. He said, if you maintain a praise, you keep the channel open. Because God is celebrating. God's got a victory thinking. He, 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 it, it's, it's. So now I know, I'm like, look, first thing, I, do, I go to the Psalms, start reading them out loud. I start blessing God. I start getting lighter. Why? Because he starts to get My spirit starts to open up. I'm like, God, what am I doing? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, if you listen, if you are abiding in another illustration of quiet trust and confidence in him, where I may, you know, look like, you know, even kills or whatever on, 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 on the outside, but when, when, when God gets a hold of your spirit, your spirit look like this.
see and bless God and worshiping God, but this, you, if you linger there, you're going to get closer. You're going to get closer. You're going to get closer. Gonna get closer. Yeah. And before you know it, Respond real quick, you know, I'm not a I just feel that we need to respond. Because listen, it's 